Y'all never heard of Juicy Smoothie? Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you wore shack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, because you can find it home. Welcome that back you to the underground. Joseph, also welcome back. Oh, you know what? I don't have... I thought you were about to do the... You know, I was going to post on Instagram today, Wild West Pimp Style is going to be back on Well, hang tomorrow, on. But. I just, well, this is the one thing about the show that I still haven't gotten uh, down for the prep is remembering to open up the uh, soundboard. It's all good. I need to get the soundboard on my laptop. I've just been waiting for, to get a PC to do that, but I kind of want to just go ahead and get it rolling. All right. Uh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Welcome back. Wild West Pimp Style. Boom. Whoa, the guns. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I always forget about that. Yeah, I was going to post that. Thank you, by the way. And I was going to yes. uh, say that on Instagram today, but I was like, you know what? I just don't feel like people commenting back to me being like, who's Wild West Pimp Style? Why are you talking about a pimp? Don't you know? You know what I mean? Oh, dude. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> when, did, when did millennials turn into like the most Karen of Karen like, group of people? <laughs> For real, man. I, I swear I it's the case. Dude. Hey, thanks for holding it down for us last week. You did a great oh, job. And I see, I see what you did there, sneaky boy, talking about conscientious objector on Tuesday's episode and then talking <laughs> about Hacksaw Ridge on Thursday. Sneaky, sneaky. Well, like I was telling you, it wasn't 100% planned, but I was like, oh, I'll talk about it. And then, you know, I just kind of stumbled through my my thing. I, I can't remember if I mentioned it. There's like one scene in that movie. Yeah. that I, I kind of giggled at and I was like I don't think they really realized how this looked when they were filming it but like you've seen the movie right yeah, okay, yeah. so the scene at the end it's like light spoilers but uh, mm-hmm. uh, Doss is carrying um, Vince Vaughn's character on like a mat rolled up in like a gun it's like the only time in the movie he actually touches a gun and he does it to save this guy's life and I think that was kind of what they were going for was mm-hmm. like they were trying to do this kind of payoff of um, him continuing to object, but he had to use that, so he had the leverage to be able to pull him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, whatever it, it, it kind of works, it kind of doesn't. But it's kind of goofy watching this the, this like grown man pull another grown man across uh, the ground while he's shooting his machine gun at, at the Japanese. <laughs> I don't know what it was about <laughs> it. I was like, I it's like I feel like. This was supposed to be this epic series, like because it's a pretty serious movie, and uh, it just kind of came off a little goofier than I think they they may have intended. So, well, I uh, thought you nailed something when I was listening to the episode, uh, and in your review of Hacksaw Ridge, one of, you know a lot of things. I agree with the entire review. One of the things specifically that I was like, I vividly remember thinking this is when you said that you thought that Andrew Garfield leaned too much into the Southern persona. Yeah. That's how you termed it. I'm like, yes, his accent was way too thick, leaned too much in, too much into that persona. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. And then yeah. I, I enjoyed, well, it, go ahead. I was going to say it, it's the, uh, the quote from, uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. You never go full sheetard. Yes. It, it's, it kind of applies there too. It's like, if you go deep into a Southern accent, it has the tendency to come off not not quite right. Yes, yeah, uh, patronizing. This, mm-hmm, in this, well, in the same way that I think a lot of Brits, when actors use bad British accents, they're yes. like, Ugh, like they can just tell. Uh, this mm-hmm. is one of those same opportunities where it's like, you know, you and I both grew up in the South, and it's like, okay, there are like ten people I've probably ever met in my life that sound like that, and the rest of yes. them have, you know, their Southern accents are not that much of a draw he came off almost dumb which i I think kind of goes against a little bit and it's not the whole movie there's there's just some specific scenes uh where he he lays it on pretty thick uh but yeah sorry what were you gonna what else were you gonna say no i agree i think that hollywood has a tendency to to go down that route making southerners seem dumb because of their accent yeah is the is a trope out there uh the other thing i was gonna say is also on tuesday's episode i'm glad you covered you know, being a conscientious objector and what that looks like and what that means and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm always going to uh, never be fully satisfied when I put stuff like that out because, I, you know, I, I went back and listened to it a couple times and obviously as I'm editing it, 
uh, I'm doing the same thing. Uh, and I was like, oh, I probably could have been clearer here. Um, the one, I think there was one, the one thing that I was like, oh, I wish I had, uh, uh, gone into a little more detail was, um, talking about kind of the journey from being like, the idea was supposed to be that, okay, they, they talked about the jab, Mm -hmm. they released this thing really quick. And I was originally skeptical and was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just not going to get this thing. It's not like I ever get flu shots or, you know, I was like, I'm pretty healthy, uh, you know, so on and so forth with that whole deal. And then it going from kind of stand, like being in that position to mm-hmm. seeing the way that different states and the federal government has been trying to treat people. And then especially the way that people have been treated around the world and being like, oh, and I've probably I probably talked about it on the show a little bit, but it definitely went from a well, this is kind of just a person, a personal choice for me. And I don't want to um, uh, I don't want to be told what to do in this situation. Like I'll make the decisions for my personal health to a. uh oh, no, I'm not doing this because there are a lot of people being uh, horrible out there, and this is a way for me to be like, no, I'm doing this because of you. Yes. Because of the way that you're acting. It's like I'm objecting to this because you're trying to force people, so like Australia, for instance, or what like Austria and Germany are doing now and some of these, uh, Canada, of course. New York. That's kind of where it came from. So I wish I'd been able to go into a little more detail with that. But hey, you make mm-hmm. stuff, you live, you learn, and you move on. So exactly. Well, speaking of fighting the man and fighting back against the tyranny going on, if you enjoy our podcast, you can find all of our links in our show notes in the direct.me slash the underground location. Just click that link and it will take you to our social media pages. It will take you to our PayPal donation. It will take you to our YouTube and Odyssey page. And by the way, please go to YouTube and Odyssey both, but definitely YouTube and subscribe to us. Like and comment helps the algorithm if you end up liking our videos. And also keep in mind that we use a value for value system here. And when I started this out by saying fighting back, you know, one of the things that the reason why we carried over and were inspired by the No Agenda podcast by Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak was that they'd utilize a value for value system there. And we thought that was a great way to implement that. We thought that was a great tool or idea, I should say, to implement with our podcast because then we won't be beholden to any advertisers. We're just beholden to you and people who enjoy our content already. So basically the value for value system is, is, hey, if you're getting value from our podcast, which you're listening to it, so you are, then $5, $50, dollars $5,000, donate to our podcast. And that's what we typically mean by treasure. You can go to our PayPal donation, you can donate there, eventually crypto. If uh, you have time and talent to send us articles or do any video or, or video or audio editing, sending us clips, anything Talent-wise, if you want to do artwork for our podcast, anything at all, you can also find uh, our email link in the show notes, and you can send us that stuff. So, also, if you want to interact with us on a daily basis, you know, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter as well. And so, if you're getting value from us, you can donate back in those two ways. Also, the two best things you can do is to share our podcast on social media, and then also download the episodes. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, the downloading thing's been working. Uh, I've I've noticed that uh, they seem to be going up. Uh, yeah, which is I've great. Keep an eye on it too. Yeah. So thank you guys again. Um, I'm gonna keep doing that because that you know we wouldn't have anything. You know, it's like if we weren't getting any sort of attention from anywhere, like why would we be doing this? Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? And you know, it's the one thing for you guys that. Oh, I lost you for a second. You know, yeah, I just noticed that. Make, so I don't know where I left go back, off. Go back to about it. 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. So I'll just start here. So if you if you enjoy our podcast, then I would imagine if you're listening, you've been following us for this long, you do think it's worth money. And, you know, we do have full-time jobs. The hope is to eventually just to get to a place where we can do this full-time, have, mm-hmm. you know, our own passion uh, and you know that will come through everyone who donates. So, 
We want to keep it strict like that. We don't want to use any advertisers or anything because, as we've said in previous episodes, if we advertise for McDonald's, then we can't talk about Burger King. And not only can we not talk about Burger King, but we can't be truthful in our analysis of McDonald's because we're getting those those dollars from them but they're not a sponsor so don't worry yeah and this is the thing is at least with paypal right now i mean you can set up like month monthly reoccurring donations so even if it's like a dollar mm-hmm. like literally a dollar a month right so that that's how it is that that's how it goes it's like if you can if you mm-hmm. have the ability to do that um and you're spending time listening to us mm-hmm. uh, rather than doing other things um you know what is that what is that worth to you so yep. and and again that's yeah. why that's why the the talent it's a good question to ask the time and talent also comes in because we do understand especially in the current economy how tough things can be mm-hmm. um and so it's very much a hey you're taking the time to listen to this it's like provide value back to us based on the value that we're giving you and that's pretty yep. much all that we're asking um and that that's great i've i've had some people uh send me some stuff, keep sending stuff in, um, just because it doesn't get used right away. doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about it. Uh, you know, cause we are picky, you know, we're sure. thoughtful. And it, that's a good way to say it. We're thoughtful mm-hmm. about what to include on the podcast. We want to make sure that it's informative and, or, and preferably and funny. Yes. And, and we, uh, we only have so much time per episode. Yep. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this because we've got quite a bit to catch up on. Um, I, uh, I threw this first clip in here just because I thought it was partially because it's kind of funny, um, but also we should talk about it because when you have uh, pastors preaching interesting messages to their congregation, uh, it should be noted. Yes, it uh, should. In the same way that when you know politicians are saying very strange things to their congregations, they should also be noted. Uh, so this is uh, a pastor out of Alabama and his uh, opinion on the anti-vaccine mandate uh, folks. Listen to this. Notice, and, and, and we have leaders in this state saying the same thing. They say, I've got the vaccine, but I don't believe in the mandate. You know why they say that? They got the vaccine. They don't believe in the mandate because they want you to be foolish enough to not get the vaccine so that you can die. And when you die, when you die, you hurt your family. When you die, you hurt your kids. When you die, there goes poverty. When you die, you, 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 you are, you exacerbating, you're causing poverty and, and destruction and hard time to continue on in your community and in your culture and in your, they tell you one thing, they, 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 they tell, you already know that they for the vaccine, but they said no mandate because they want you to feel like you free to not take it. And when you die, they take over your property. They take over. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there. Um, Joseph, did you catch what he said at, at like about 15 seconds in? Oh, what specifically? There's a lot of cat. Hang on. I'll, let me see if I can find it. I'll, I'll, re- I'll, I'll play it again. Because they want you to be foolish enough to not get the vaccine so that you can die. And when you die, when you die, you hurt your family. When you die, you hurt your kids. When you die, there goes poverty. When you die. Did you catch it? <laughs> yes, I did catch it. <laughs> Dude, I uh that so this clip when was When you die, poverty goes away. Exactly. It's the it's I saw I I heard that and I was like I cannot believe that guy just said that. You're good good at that. You're getting we're getting we're slowly getting better at catching things subtly. Yeah. Uh, that is a gaff because yes. his his I I don't That's know. That's why I included in the show notes. Uh those uh two other gaffes after uh-huh. this is because i noticed that and i was like oh this is perfect yeah so he he's his his what i'm assuming is a black congregation he told them if they die then poverty goes away yeah. <laughs> you're like oh oh no and, and people in there are like yeah and you're like no guys you're not li- you're not you didn't hear what he said did you oh man uh, not to mention he's wrong on so many levels oh yeah uh oh, man what, there was one other thing in there that he that he had said that uh oh he's like when you die it's like they're gonna take over your property or whatever and it's like well what does that what does that mean it's like did he 
do the people in your congregation own their property? Are they like renting apartments? Yeah, right. Um, it, you know, it's fear mongering, and this oh. happens. This happens across the board. It's not just in um, predominantly black churches. It it happens in a lot of different places, just depending on the subject. You could essentially mm-hmm. replace like what he said and go into a like southern white church or predominantly white church and start talking about like commies and Marxists and whatever, <laughs> even if it's like not true or whatever. You know, yeah. And it's, it, you basically get a similar reaction just with a slightly different topic. Um, oh, dog absolutely. whistles. Like we talk about all the time. Yep. People just know. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because, and I was thinking about this, uh, I think I've mentioned him a while back on the show and you're aware of him. This guy, uh, Chris Johnson, Yes. Um, he was an army vet. Now he does trading full time and he's essentially teaching how to pe- uh, teaching people how to get out of debt, how to start businesses, um, do all these things. And I, I was I think I was on the way to work today and I was just kind of thinking about it. And I was like, that guy has done more for his community than a lot of these like pastors and these people who are just constantly fear mongering mm-hmm. them. Right. It's like, well, it's it's so and so's fault for you to be in this position. So you just need to be angry about it and do what I tell you to do yep. rather than say for me. Right. And I, it's not a like pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality as much as it's like, Hey, if you want to get out of your current situation, like if you're being honest about where you are and you don't like it, it's like, there are methods to get out. And that's essentially what Chris well, says. I, I don't, I think so when people refer to, cause you say something, you said something, that like a pre-qualification for what you were about to say right. when you said the pull yourself up by the bootstraps, right? As far right. as like, that's, that's not what you mean. I think like you, you have a spectrum, right? And on the spectrum you have pull yourself up by the bootstraps on this side of the spectrum, you would have don't do anything as someone else's fault, right? Whatever you want to call it. And the pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality is, I, I kind of think of a person who's like that as someone who lacks empathy or has no empathy, right? Yeah. It's facts over and, feelings. Yeah, type of deal. And mm-hmm. so there is a sense you have to have accountability and responsibility. Otherwise, yeah. you'll never get anywhere. Absolutely. Right? You have to realize that at the end of the day, there are choices that you can make to – you can choose to, like, growth and, and – you know, in order to be more happy within your ability to control, right? There's some things that are beyond your ability to control. But then at the same time, it's having empathy and realizing, hey, you know, it's okay if it takes you a little bit longer. It's okay if, you know, it's about progression, not perfection, right? That's a simple way to say it. So I just, I noticed you said that. And I think, well, there is, you know, somewhat of a, yeah, you do have, there is accountability and responsibility you do have. Uh, exactly the I, the pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing just seems to be this mentality of like oh it 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 it, it takes away the uh, absolute difficulty that is like grinding stuff out yeah, you yes, know what I does. mean it's like if someone if if like we were in a like a a bad spot with like the podcast right and uh, it was like man things are pretty tough like we're you know we're yep. struggling in this way but whatever the case may be right and this is obviously hypothetical um, and someone was just like. Well, you just got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and keep going. And you're just like, you didn't hear anything that I just said. Yeah. Like that did not. I it, Okay. You know what? it You know what it's like? It's like that. Uh, I can't remember who it was in the Bible who um, maybe it was Paul where he talks about uh, they see like the poor and they walk by them and they go, well, I will. I'll pray for you. And then they keep on going. Yes. Without ever help, like dealing with the the actual need that's in front of them. Right. The pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality is the exact same thing. It's just yep. phrased differently. That's a good um, point. It's the same same concept as like, oh, well, I'll 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 pray for you, and that's it. I and believe you, that you was John on. speaking about that, or, I, you, and then also Jesus and the good Good Samaritan story. Oh, it's very similar. Yeah, it's just yeah. like oh, you see someone beaten up on the side of the road, and you're like, well, I'll pray for you. Good luck. <laughs> and it's like. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So we're getting into uh, next clip. Did you want to set this up? Because I think you you put this one. Yeah. This so the BioNTech um, CEO, which were the people who created the, would you say the Pfizer? They're essentially the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, they, and they, they created gave the, the license the to gave the license to Pfizer mm-hmm. to uh, you know send out and everything to manufacture. Uh, or no, BioNTech would be the manufacturer too, right? Anyway, BioNTech made the vaccine, (laughs) gave the license to Pfizer, and this is their CEO back um, in December of last year, 
talking about answering the question by this reporter you'll hear uh, if he has received the vaccine. Now, the gaffe doesn't come from him. It comes from (laughs) the reporter. Allow me a personal questions i i know that you don't particularly that you're not particularly fond of answering personal questions but you and your wife i wonder why dr tuich you, you yeah, play right. such a central role in the development of the virus how does this feel uh, you can stop it there yeah <laughs> so he goes on basically to give an answer that is a non-answer and uh but <laughs> It's just the development of the vaccine. He doesn't call him out on it either. In his on, response. on the virus, the virus. See, you even yeah, just the, did it. The, the virus. Yeah, <laughs> I just did it. Uh, to be fair, the, 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 the reporter does correct himself. I kind of like he he goes like blah, 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 uh, uh, in a second when he's like asking him about it again or whatever. But yeah, yeah this this is very common that those two very those two common things get, that get switched. And then six twenty five, the six fifty one of that is just his answer finally get into an answer of, of why he didn't which is for legal reasons you don't have to play it. it's not big oh no deal. no i want to play it because this is okay. really good people need to hear this 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 clip okay. i thought this clip was uh uh was pretty great i listened to the entire thing and it was i have pretty heard that you yourself have not taken the uh, the vaccine yet <laughs> why not so I am I am uh, legally not allowed to take the vaccine at the moment. We of course consider uh, to make that possible. It is more important for us that our co-workers and partners uh, get vaccinated. So we our goal is to produce more than 1.3 billion doses in in 2021, and and that can only be done if we can really continue to work 24/7 without any interruption. And we need to ensure that in uh, that that we protect the, the co-workers and our team members from, from COVID, COVID-19 infection because that would mean interruption and delay uh, and waste of vaccine doses. And okay, pause there. we consider to make... So basically what he's saying is it's not safe and effective enough for my employees and myself. Uh, yeah. And that's why, you know, they haven't taken it yet. Now, I will say, I link below... That one is an article where he uh, shares a photo of his vaccination, and it's just him getting the holy poke. Um, it don't mean nothing. That doesn't mean anything, <laughs> right? It reminds me of that. I keep going back to it's always funny in Philadelphia. That clip he shared, uh, you know, episodes back of him disproving. Oh, um, sorry, <laughs> climate change, uh, or not climate change, but um, dismissing atheists or whatnot, doing the. Um, presentation in front of them all on why god is real and atheism isn't oh yes or evolution oh, or that whatnot. was from it's always sunny in philadelphia yes it's always sunny in philadelphia Where he's like, so that, yeah he's like uh yeah i can't even remember what it is i'd have to go find that clip but yeah he's like, he's like galileo is a yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man good. such a great clip <laughs> anyway i keep thinking about where this is when he was questioning him saying oh uh, were you there when Charles Darwin wrote the book? Were you there when with this? Did you do mm-hmm. that? Oh, so you take it on faith and yeah. everything. And that's what I think of with this. Oh, were you there when they gave him the, the injection? Oh, were you able to st- study it under, um, you know, in a lab or whatnot and know that it's not just saline solution it is in fact the actual vaccine or you, you know what I mean? There, there is no way that anyone at the head of that company actually got it. No, there's no way no. the numbers Pfizer are way. Too, I don't think listen, so. If they, were, if they were willing to manipulate the numbers of deaths, mm-hmm. you know, it's like with versus dying of uh, uh, the Rona yep. uh, and all of that stuff that was happening. Uh, why would they not be manipulating the numbers with how many people have taken the or accepted the holy poke into their lives? Yep. You got it. Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't uh, surprise me either. So what? What's going oh, on? With, excuse me. What, gonna, Did you hear that hiccup? Yeah. I'm sorry. What's going Gosh. on with this? Uh, this next clip. Wasn't expecting that. Anyway, so there's a uh, heard a report. I've, I've heard actually. I've heard many reports. Um, and personally, too, I have sources as well that are in different branches of the military, and no one's getting approved for a religious exemption in the military for from uh, COVID, and. Uh, one of them that I know, 
many people are expecting to be fired in the beginning of the new year that I know who work for the military and the government, um, the Department of Defense, all that stuff, right? Just recently, a Navy, I don't know if you would say admiral or he was second in command on the ship. He just got fired, terminated for uh-huh. not getting the holy poke. Um, so, income, this guy, I don't know if he's in the military. I don't think he is. Uh, calls into a show, a podcast, I think. And I couldn't find this clip anywhere. So I had to, I credit this to No Agenda. Yeah, they're the like so good at finding the weirdest things. They are. Man, I, I, tr- I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked. <laughs> Could not find it anywhere. It was, it was actually when I looked as when I found out that Rumble was trying to sue Odyssey. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy gets an exemption for the vaccine. For being of a particular religious group, you want to roll the clip? Yeah. The vaccine exemption, and I got it. So nice. I just wanted to at least pass along a little bit of good news before. How I did go. you get it? So I uh, I filed a religious exemption as a Satanist because I heard one of the else Satanist tenets is that one's own body is inviolable and subject to one's own will alone. So. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, just today, the Supreme Court upheld New York's VAX exemption uh, or their, or man- their, their mandate, mandate where you can't claim a religious exemption. So Christians, Muslims, Jews, what New York is saying, whoever, yeah, yeah whoever, whatever religion, unless you're Satanist, um, I'm just Clearly. rolling with that. Well, it's now uh, it's like one of those things where like, oh, no, I can't. I I. I almost like want to do that now with someone where we're like, no, I can't, I can't get it. Be like, why? Well, I'm a Satanist. Um, <laughs> that will end the debate right there. Like, I don't want to talk to this yeah, person. Like, no, nope, bye. They're like everybody else, <laughs> Christians, Jews, Muslims, uh, so on and so forth. Buddhists, Buddhists, so Hindus. S- screw you, Satanist. Now you're good to go. Are Satanists like a protected class now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, become a member. Because oh, just no, say, no, my no, religion guys. is the flying spaghetti monster. Yep. You remember that in Oklahoma? Yep. Oh, brother. Uh, I just thought that was funny. Well, there was, I, I kind of did a, uh, found some COVID roundup stuff because I know um, you've been wanting to, I guess, keep up with uh, the stuff that's going on. So I, most, you can find all this stuff in our show notes. I'm not going to play any of it because it's not, the, the clips are all sort of just like people protesting or yes. um, doing, there's not really a lot of information. And then uh, one of them in there was in another language and I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, those don't translate well to audio uh, unless you speak that language. So uh, right. I was trying to avoid a lot of that, but uh, we can just kind of go through this a little bit um, and then move on to, oh, we have to talk about the Dave Smith thing. Yes. Um, and I actually do have a few clips that out of stuff going on in America, uh, but Australia um, will be requiring vaccination, uh, looking to find those who don't comply um, about $7,000. Uh, Australia or Austria? Australia. Australia. Austria. Yeah. Austria. 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 Excuse okay. me. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if we, if I had Australia in there. Australia yeah, is, did. oh, I did. Um, yep. Do, do, do. Uh, Germany inducing, uh, introducing nationwide lo- lockdown for the unvaccinated, getting back Which, to their old ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're getting back to their old ways, Germany. There's nothing new there and Austria. Uh, but I wanted to point out the two uh, clips I have there. One of them is the police pepper spraying an elderly couple. Oh, yeah. And, you know, cause this, you dude, know, I saw videos of them like walking always in a bar- like, the, the police in uh, Germany, like walking into barbershops and like harassing people in the middle of haircuts. Yes. And it's just one of those things that's like, I well, they have such a long history of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to kick, it's, you know, yeah. it's a 21 day program to kick old habits David. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a 21 year for them i guess yeah, yeah. Um, with germans you multiply that by 50 uh, uh yeah canada people are still protesting 600. um no oh, they- the other thing i was going to say is that that's not the uh with germany yeah they're also the police are going around with a ruler or measuring tape or whatnot and oh, measuring yeah. people's distance <laughs> making sure they're oh dude I would carry sticks stickers on me and just be like, hey, can I put this on? And one that said dunce on the police officer's head. <laughs> um, and then America, I wanted to play, this is a clip from Biden. 
Um, if it'll load, I need to make sure they're using a woman's oh, ruler too, and not a man's. I'm about Men to will get, get that a, joke. Uh, briefing <laughs> from my COVID team on uh, Omicron variant, and uh, we got some encouraging news from Pfizer uh, yesterday. Preliminary lab data is indicated shows that that three doses of the Pfizer vaccine protects events protects against the Omicron variant. And today, we've got even more good news from the FDA and the CDC. 16- and 17-year-olds uh, are eligible for boosters. So my message is really st very straightforward and simple. If you got vaccinated six months ago, and I say to all of you in the press as well, not a joke, I say not to a all joke, of you, if Joseph. you got vaccinated six months ago, get your booster right away. We're seeing what? a lot more Americans <laughs> doing this that. 50 million, 50 million people are now have gotten their booster shots. And uh, we're getting people their booster shots at a record pace, roughly a million people a day. And uh, America is making progress, 200 million with two shots, and more kids vaccinated than any country on earth. And uh, we've, got to, we've got a lot of work to do, but we're gonna get, the, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna make it through this. And uh, we're going to be okay, in my view. That's pretty much it. Okay, listen, this really grinds my grinds my gears. I don't give a crap. You're not going to be able to put this part on YouTube. This is not about science for under 18-year-olds. No, it's I, not. No, I, it, absolutely about, not. Yeah. I, I can make the argument for our age group that is, you know, not. I don't agree with a lot of things. However, it is definitely not with eight under 18 years old children yeah clearly he and all the children who died from covid that have been reported on in these studies all of them had like leukemia or some form of cancer like they were on yeah it's like with not of yes exactly like, they were very close to death put yeah, it that way they had yeah. you know very detrimental illnesses and which is terrible and then they died with covid right mm -hmm. and so it's does it make any sense to risk any vaccine with something they're going to live from? No, not at all. Um, I, uh, I think it's really interesting. Again, this, you know, uh, he, he cites Pfizer as a, uh, yes. a source for why, uh, you know, Oh, the department of health, the people at McDonald's that yeah. their fries are actually <laughs> McDonald's says their fries are super healthy for you. Yes. Um, it will help you lose weight as long as you eat one small fry a day. <laughs> there was something else in there, too, that he said that I was like, oh, uh, oh, the other thing is, is that they're like, oh, uh, Pfizer is saying that the booster uh, it will help protect against Omicron. This came out three days ago. How do they know that? Yes. How, how do they how do they know that? There's been like David, David, a couple cases in California, you're asking, right? You're asking <laughs> smart questions. That's not allowed. Okay. Yep. I need I, you to calm down. You need to be careful. Be like, this is the police. Did you ask President Biden what his new favorite flavor of ice cream is? <laughs> Dude, speaking of which, is it just me or does this administration, like, every time I watch anything from the White House now, does it not seem more creepy? Like from the Hunger Games, like it's, just the yeah, the whole visual of everything. It's like the uh, was it the Met Gala this year too, where where yes. uh, that I think we had talked about on the show where AOC was wearing that tax the rich dress or whatever. Yes. Um. Yeah, it that it was like the uh, the thing that they would do where everyone would dress dress up all fancy before they murder each other. Yes. Um, and how all the people in the Capitol would dress, and you're like, this is this is real. This is real life, and. It's like they don't even see it. Um, so I wanted to play this next clip. I I will give like a, a slight trigger warning that there's going to be a little bit of language in this, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, I, you know, this is just kind of how it goes. But this is like a legit, um, like, firsthand story of someone who is has not accepted the holy poke into their lives mm -hmm. uh, and the way that they were, they were treated because um, this is uh, Dave Smith. He's a comedian, uh, really big in the Libertarian Party. Um, Mises Caucus in particular um, and he uh, 
just had a kid and this was kind of his experience going through that so th this will be a little bit of a longer clip than we usually play on here but i i wanted you guys to kind of get this context um because this is what uh, a lot of the people are going through in this i'm just trying to find where they'll be I fine for three minutes i mean um, it's not that bad it's not like you're playing a five minute clip you know yeah I, three minutes is good while you lead into this i, I will let people know too that they are refusing uh, what is it, in the UK, I think now, uh, or Australia? No, Australia. They're refusing uh, transplants if you're unvaccinated. Yeah, that's. I mean, they they like it was going down that second, route. Yeah, you're a second class citizen for the most part. Yeah. Other than certain places in America and maybe some of the like island nations or whatever, you're pretty much a second class citizen if you haven't accepted yep. it into your life. Um, all right, I may have to like kind of cut through here just a little bit to try to find this because I forgot to write the timestamp down, but it's okay. That's real. Was having surgery. Um, and Let me go back a little. Hesitant to tell this. Ah, story, now you got to tell it. All right, all right, I'll tell it. So when you my uh, terrible under interrogation, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I really would. You go. I have some government secrets. I can't give them up. You go. No, nah, you said you have them. <laughs> all right, you got me. Well, all right. So when my uh, when when my boy was having surgery. Um, and, uh, which is, you know, uh, very tough thing to go through you're, when your baby's having, you know, my baby was having open heart surgery and, um, man. oh man, whatever it's, I, I don't want to, you know, turn this too fucking emotional, but you know, you give your baby, your little newborn over to these doctors and they're like going to open his chest up and operate on his heart. It's just you know, awful. And it's a long, it was a real long surgery. And, um, uh, you know, there was, it was like seven, eight hours or something like that before he was back to us. And, um, so I, I don't know, it, might have, it was like three, four hours into it. And I'm, I'm just trying to be strong for my wife and, you know, hold it together, even though I'm falling apart inside. And she just like, did not look good. Like she had just given birth, you know, she's, it's, it's a mess and she was pale and just a nervous wreck. And, um, she hadn't eaten all day. And I was like, look, we got to get, I, I, you got to eat something. I was like, you're not going to be any good to anyone if you don't eat something. So like, we got to take care of ourselves here. Right. We can't do anything. We're just sitting here in the hospital. And, um, uh, I was like, listen, let me, let me just, let, let's go get something to eat. And, uh, and you know, we had eaten the hospital food. So goddamn awful. And I was like, all right, let's just go out. Let's go get something. And she was like, no, I'm not leaving the building. She just insisted she's not leaving the building. And eventually over the course of like an hour, I kind of convinced her. I was like, look, I understand. I feel the same way, but there's nothing logical about that. Like there's nothing staying in the building. Doesn't do anything. Like, I know how you feel. I feel the same way, but like, let's just go get something to eat. So we feel better. You know, like, so like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Uh, so, so let's just walk. There's, there's a, you know, I look up on my phone and go, okay, there's like this diner with very high reviews, like a block up. Let's just go to the diner. We'll get you something to eat. We'll come back. We're going to be here. Nothing's happening in the next hour anyway. Um, so we go up the block. Now, all this shit going on, I just completely forgot. This is like a million other things on my mind. I just was not at all thinking about the fact that when we were doing this, the, the fucking passport had just gone into effect because it, it was literally, this was like three days after the enforcement of it had just started. So it was like, I, you know, just the furthest thing from my mind. And we walk into this diner, me and my wife, just a wreck. And this little Spanish dude comes up to us as we walk in and he goes, do you have your vaccine cards? And I remember just hearing him say that and it just all came back to me. And I realized that we were living in this crazy world and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going through it and I go, are you fucking kidding me right now to this guy? And he goes, uh, and now th that's part of me, like bringing my whole situation to it. And he's just some guys and he goes, I'm so sorry, but do we have to ask, you know, he's like, do you have your vaccine card? I go, listen, man, just fucking we're here to eat, sit me and my wife at the table. And he goes, and he was so apologetic and he goes, I'm so sorry, you know, but we can't, if you don't have the vaccine passport. And I really snapped 
I really snapped at him and I go, you're fucking kidding. Like, Oh God, I was, I was, maybe I was wrong for it. And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Right, dude. You're fucking kidding me right now. You're actually going to turn us away. You're going to turn me and my wife away. And he did. And he just, and I, and I cursed him out and left. Um, and <laughs> anyway, I'll just tell you that after leaving, I did kind of have this mixed reaction and I'm just, Oh my God, I was so furious. I've never been so fucking angry. I actually convinced her to fucking go get something to eat because we're just nervous wrecks right now. And then they fucking turned us away from the thing. It's like a fuck. Like I wanted to throw a fucking Molotov cocktail through that goddamn diner. In the- and yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, ter- just yeah. Again, recommend the vaccine. Talk about do do listen. You heed the advice of your doctor, and then you also make a conscious decision on your own. Uh, you know, utilizing your own common sense and the advice and wisdom from your doctor, and then choose to get it or not get it. If you want to recommend the vaccine and stuff like that, fine. But a vaccine passport mandates, especially over stuff like this, I mean, this is where it's going, and people. Slippery slope when you make the argument that the government is allowed to tell you what you can and can't do with your body. And I, I think or tell you or put it put it like this, tell you what you can do with your body. Yeah. Like you have to get this medical procedure. Should you know, where do you draw the lines? What if they come out and say next year or five years from now or ten years from now, hey, you know what? We're gonna sterilize all, you know, twenty to thirty years old. Twenty to thirty year olds. I um I the one thing too that I wanted to to mention before we move on to this next thing. Um, so terrible. Uh, yeah, and his that point that he makes at the end. He's like, I just wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail through that window. Uh, don't take what he said as, as in like he specifically would do that, but it is something to consider that you know we've talked about in the past where it's like you know you take a man's livelihood um, is mm-hmm. akin to killing him. Um, this is kind of similar in that, and the more you back people into a corner the more desperate they become uh and the more willing that they are the more willing they are to do things that in a normal circumstance they they never consider it's kind of like when when christians will say like well you shouldn't still i'm like completely agree completely agree with that 100 percent, it's biblical also need to help with poverty Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like you can't just say, Bro. "Hey, you shouldn't steal," and that's it. And just you know, it kind of reminds me of the "pull yourself up by the bootstraps" men- mentality, right? The mentality behind that. It's like, well, yes, you shouldn't steal, but then also at the same time, how can we get these people out of yeah, what poverty? Are you doing how can to, we improve this mm-hmm. community? How can we, you know? And here's here's the thing: to fix the problem. I I should use this as an example more often when I'm talking to people about anarchism. Mm-hmm. The the church is full of it. Like in the sense that like mm. they are full of that con- the concept of like real anarchism where it is people who are not controlled by the state, right? They mm-hmm. are they're there essentially of their own volition, right? No one's holding right. a gun to your head and forcing you to go into a church, right? And so just a quick quick story about that. Um, Sunday, uh, they had a, um, a story that they told about how th- – uh, our church was um, funding to pay for a single father and his two daughters' uh, new home because we had this massive flood go through one of the counties um, mm-hmm. over here and like wiped out a ton of people's property. Just these, mm-hmm. this massive flash flood came through. Like a, a, quite a few people died. Um, oh, man. This guy lost everything. Like his house got washed away. Literally, they showed the video of it. Like his foundation was the only thing that le- the, that was left. And I'm sitting there watching this going like, okay, so what are they, what are, like, what are we doing for them? Like I'm, cause I was genuinely curious and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always a, a tiny bit skeptical of the way that these things get handled. And I'm like, this is kind of the kind of situation where like the church could show itself and its ability to, um, go big with things, especially when you yes. go to a church as big as mine, um, we're paying for their entire house. Like they bought them a brand new house and like they're going to furnish it. They're going to like do the whole deal. Oh man, and, that's awesome. Yeah. And and it's one of those things that it's like, guys, that is actual anarchism in, in action. And people don't see it that way all the time where it's a lot. It, I wonder if they had to go through a process of like 
you know, how a lot oh. of churches will take, you know, well, put he, pro- you he goes, sort of, he goes go to our church okay. and that, that's one of those things that's like, yeah. And, and you have to be, obviously you have to be careful in, in those situations depending mm-hmm. on who it is, but it's also giving freely without asking anything in return. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, even if the guy hadn't been someone that, that went to Biltmore, um, or, which is my church, um, it's like, cool. I'm glad that we're going like, we are a part of this community and it's like, and we, we you don't need welfare in order to be taken care of. It's like, yeah. we will come in like, and meet your needs. Last year, I, I recall in 2020, a church giving uh, like in Cleveland or Chicago or something somewhere, uh, giving like 40 to $50 million to this, like paying people's bills off in the surrounding hospitals. Yeah around them is stuff like that man yeah and it's it's not that you have to do everything for them right right but when it when a that's how community right you know how it's that that saying Dude, like uh i think me- medical bankruptcy is the number one reason why people file because mm-hmm. it's it's insane yeah um, it crushes you but the uh you know how people are always like well who will build the roads if the government doesn't do it it's like literally look at what you know like my church like just did or whatever it's like well who will build the houses if the government doesn't do it it's like people will people will find a way it'll work itself out it's not it's not as if there are who's gonna help us if if, if mommy and daddy won't yeah exactly um all right so let's get into this we got to talk about old juicy Um, oh yeah so i'm gonna play uh this clip uh and then talk about the uh the um the charges and what he was found guilty of uh, and it. then uh, we'll end on your happy clip or your happy note. Oh, gotcha. But I thought the evidence was overwhelming that, in fact, Mr. Smollett had faked a hate crime and then lied to the police about it and then compounded his crimes by lying to the jury during the course of this trial and insulting their intelligence. That's what I told the jury in my closing argument. Sorry, this is lower than verdict it was earlier. From this jury it's okay. After one day of deliberations, in which they found Mr. Smollett guilty of virtually all charges of doing exactly what we said he did, of reporting a a fake crime to the Chicago Police Department as a real crime. That verdict was a resounding message by the jury that, in fact, Mr. Smollett did exactly what we said he did. And what I think is important about this verdict is that a lot of you from Chicago know that it was a couple years ago when uh, the court system came to me and wanted me to become special prosecutor because there was a feeling that things that had happened in the past, that there never was a public trial and that this controversial events that occurred regarding Mr. Smollett and what he did to this city and what he did to the Chicago Police Department never had a chance to put it in front of a jury and let a jury decide after hearing all the evidence whether what Mr. Smollett was right or wrong, because it's very controversial. I agreed to do that because I felt it was also important for the Cook County Judicial System to get a trial. Whether we won or lost the trial was not the issue. What was the issue is that what Mr. Smollett had done in this city should be aired in front of a public trial where all the evidence comes out, all the talk on social media may or may not be true, but the true facts I thought needed to be come out, and we did it. And we became special prosecutors, and the rest is history. We've now won this case, and I want to point out that there's an enormous effort was put in when I agreed to take the special prosecutor role. That meant that my law firm became special prosecutors, and the men and women around me right now in the last two and a half yes. years have worked take so it. hard to develop take the it. evidence, present it to a grand jury, go through a pandemic, wait to get a trial, which we wanted. And finally, in the last 10 days, uh, these lawyers have had a chance to present this Develop the evidence, LOL. come away with the jury agreeing that they should have heard the case, and in fact, he was guilty. Thank you very much. Mr. Webb, can you just confirm for everyone what that six charge is that he was found not guilty of? Yeah, the sixth count, well, I'm not going to speculate why a jury did that, but that sixth count was an event that occurred two weeks after the event. So the, the other false statements were made to the police right on the day of January 29th on three different interviews. And that counted for five of the six counts. 
which he was found not guilty in every one of those. The sixth count was two weeks later, on February 13th, uh, at a police station, and it may be because it was after the event. I don't know what the reason was. It wasn't that significant to our case uh, and um, has no impact on the case whatsoever. But do you know which specific charge it was? Was it the yeah. aggravated... Okay, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's just a nice little like rundown of um, yeah. everything that was going on from there. Whoops, from there end. Um, and I've got uh, in the show notes uh, the counts um, that he was found guilty of. Um, so making a false police report, um, making a false police report. Oh, it's all false police reports on hate crime, battery and disorderly conduct it looks like um so it everything that he's guilty of it looks like it's a class four felony and punishable up to three years in prison um and twenty five thousand dollars but i couldn't figure out if that was per charge or if that was everything mm. together um it mm. may it may all get lumped into one and i'm sure he'll um get house arrest he'll yeah he'll try to like plea it down or whatever which to be honest i'm just gonna be honest here i I don't think he needs to get thrown in jail for this. Uh, if he needs to do a fine, because I would not want anyone to, because this is not like who, like okay, he he's a jackass, right? Like right. I think everyone can a- agree with that. Yeah, but we're already throwing people in jail for mm-hmm. like tons of reasons anyway. So right. like fine him, right? Make it something that it's like, hey, he doesn't need to do this again. But like, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't, him going to jail, it's like, what is that going to fix? Like, honestly, right. I'm pretty sure he might have a mental illness, right? Right. So essentially, like, I, throwing him away, it's like, okay. I agree with you in this case, and I want to be very clear. This is, I don't want to say, generally speaking, I think I could say that about my opinion. <laughs> um, this is one of the few times whenever it comes to making a false report that I agree. I don't think this person should be in jail. However, I think when it comes to most false reports, like, you know, let's, let's, especially when you're accusing someone of, of rape or any type of right. sexual abuse and, and stuff like that, I think you should go to prison and you should face not just as long as the person, if you would have been convicted on the crime, but like an, an additional uh, on top of that. Interesting. Uh, I probably still just disagree. Uh, and, and I guess no, it would depend. I think with there, because I mean, you got to think like you specifically against someone, I mean, you're destroying the reputation, even just the accusation of that, even if it's, there's no truth to it all is enough to the, to just tarnish someone's reputation. And so destroying the, the, the livelihood. And there's so many factors that go into something like that. And obviously you could probably take it on a case by case basis, but still, I mean, if you're going to lie about something like that, I get where you're coming from yeah, I, specifically uh, in regards to this case. But with that, I'm like, no, no, that's messed up. I just, I just don't think we're, we're way too like willy nilly about throwing people in jail. And I think a, uh, oh, I agree. I think putting people in a position where like you essentially now owe them uh, like restitution uh, for what they did to you. I understand the like the the public thing, and that's probably an area that needs to change too. Where it's like if if well, you uh, could do something like that restitution, yeah. and then also making it public, exactly. like almost doing a campaign for exactly. you know, I think ten years or fifteen years to where you order them to. It goes on your record that you lied about that. That's something that follows you, and, and this is why again, it's like I I just I know, and it's it's not to take away from like a seriousness of something that happens, mm-hmm. but like this idea that ever that we're just like tossing people away um, for every like mean, ah. evil, whatever the decision may be that doesn't, yeah. that does not end someone's life or physically uh, like they are a danger to so- like society in that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. There are, I think there's things that you can do. I mean, there is something to be said about, well, financially I'm now ruined because of a decision that I made. Uh, and I now have to, spend time atoning for this uh in the same way that like a person who would have been societally mm-hmm. impacted by that right now this person it's it's been flipped on them right that no, i get where you're coming from i just don't think you should be I, throwing people away because like i don't want to i don't want to 
I don't want to pay taxes for that. <laughs> I just no. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I just I would have to have something presented to me that I think. Well, yeah, I don't have time to sit here within, and like. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I, I w- I'm just I'm just making the case that, for example, I watched a clip this past week of this guy that for I don't know 20 25 years, um, his ex wife told his daughters that he sexually abused them when they were younger, right? Like three or four, and it was. Well, that came out. Everything was a total lie, right? Uh-huh. And that's what I'm specifically referring to stuff like sexual abuse and that heinous. Um, well, if, yeah, but if and, you're li- if you're lying about that and you're ruining someone's life because of that, it's like I, I just don't see what throwing people in jail for those things. Yeah, this. it doesn't. Well, because it doesn't accomplish anything, and that's that's what we've kind of done now. Is like, yeah. and and you hear, dude, if you talk to anyone about any sort of situation. Everyone's just sort of like, yeah, just, th- just throw, throw them in jail, jail. Yeah. and it's like because it's because people don't want to actually consider like what's going on, right? Yeah. And and here's the thing too, right? Uh, I and this was uh, something that this was like on the most recent episode of MoFax where they went mm-hmm. over that whole Duke lacrosse, um, the rape Incident. allegations mm-hmm. uh, that happened all those years ago. It's great episode, right? Um, that lady lied, um, and she didn't really get punished in any sort of meaningful way for that uh Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly i think she may have had to like pay fines or whatever um but the it was more of a um i think the state was uh like the local like north carolina was prosecuting against uh the duke lacrosse players Mm -hmm. uh, in that incident and that guy ended up having like a a ton of stuff happen to him but i don't even think he ended up in jail um i I just that's the thing is like i just it it's it's good enough for me in the sense where it's like if if you don't think about your actions, right, in, mm-hmm. in those situations and you you do something that could ruin someone's reputation, it should be a thought that goes through your head where it's like, I could be ruined for the rest of my life if I do this. Like, not jail, right? But right. you no longer have the ability to afford the pleasantries of normal people. For ruining, right. for trying to ruin someone else's life, to try right. to get them thrown in jail, to try to get them to to be seen as like someone who uh, raped or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just I, it's weird. I know. I I just don't. No, I get what you're saying. I, like, I, you I don't can't. Want... I just can't get. I just can't get behind it. I mean, it's not the same right. thing as like some a nonviolent like drug offense or whatever. That's that's no. pretty, like cut cut and dry. Because it's not a victimless crime. Like, yeah. No, you're right. It's not a victimless crime, but it's still not. It's like uh, it's, it's, it's nonviolent. A... It's not. It is nonviolent. So um, I will give you that. And I think there is a case that can be made for that because once the person goes to jail, they're not actively and, paying any form Jesse, of restitution towards the you know person they falsely accused of yeah. whatever it is. So I think in a shape and fashion like that, that's a. Yeah. I, I can I can see that perspective, and for yeah. the most part, I always agree with you on that. His it was his just career should one, be I was ruined. Just like, oh man, yeah. his career should yeah. be ruined. He should never be able to work uh, work in that industry again. He should never yep. have any sort of like platform. Like, and listen, it's twenty twenty one. You know, and there's always going to be those people who like there. There are people who are like fans of serial killers. You know what I mean? Right. Like they had like groupies and stuff like that. Right. So you're never going to be one hundred percent able to do that. But there, there's got to be some sort of way that it's it's essentially like. Uh, the episode of Game of Thrones where like Cersei has to walk through the street and they're going like shame, yes. shame behind it and not doing the, exactly that. I'm just giving people a visual. Give but, an analogy. Yeah. Um, on what you would prefer. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> just like you don't need to throw and I think she actually did end up in jail but <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah, ruin your analogy. <laughs> I, I just think it's ridiculous and that's why those conversations need to be had but everyone yeah. is so quick to be like huh, yeah you should just throw go to jail. jail. Everyone should just go to jail and it's like eh. I, there's uh, there's stuff that you can do. There's ways yeah. that you can handle that without having to like spend my tax my taxpayer dollars to yeah, exactly. uh, keep it in a box for three years or whatever. And the other thing being that. to to add to your argument, um, going back on track. And keep in mind, I agree with David. I typically, uh, <laughs> you know, give the same argument now. Boo! It's so um, boring. I know, right? But uh, oh, I forgot my train of thought now because uh, I was pre qualifying my statement. Yep. Yep. You took too Got long me. doing that. Should have gone right I into it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to skip this, ju- uh, this juicy, this just lame Maxwell stuff. Um, yeah. we can talk about that next week. Um, I, there's a link in there for this, like now this thing that kind of goes into a little bit of it. The only thing that I would probably say is it's really disheartening uh, to see the now way this. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, they, they suck. But I've been trying to use like some different outlets and see if yeah. I can find some stuff in there. Um, and there's an interesting uh thing in there where the woman mentions that around I think it was either thirty or forty percent of um people who do the sort of things that like Jeffrey Epstein did are women. So they a lot of the times they're the people who are on the front lines, sort of like lowering people's defenses. It's that honeypot sort of mm-hmm. thing where that happens with men a lot where women will be used um to seduce politicians or do whatever um and it's not always women in in those situations but uh yeah it's around like i think i think she said 30 and i just kind of thought that was interesting so i was like well that's good enough it gives people kind of some insight into what's going on um, yeah. but this way that that uh, a lot of these news reports have been like humanizing her and trying to make her out to be some sort of victim to yes uh, right when she was like I mean, she was like his right hand man. Oh yeah. I mean, she was one hundred percent involved in this. Knew knew ex- I knew what I'm was sorry. going on. It's ridiculous. She's an adult. Knew exactly what she was doing oh, with this in uh, this particular case. And you know, it's funny because word on the so word on the street. What I, I was about to say word on the street, but what I've heard is that what Epstein and and company would do was they would invite these you know famous politicians celebrities yada 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 over to the island and be like here's these girls and you know they have sex with them and unbelongs to them being videotaped and not knowing their age and then they'd be they come find out and be like oh hey we got this on video by the way yeah of you sleeping with this underage girl and so now they have them it's a trap and now they have to i'm i'm telling you that's exactly what epstein was doing Oh, absolutely. I, it's funny. We were ha- I was having this conversation with, with my <laughs> with my barber and I was like, yeah, he was probably uh, working for like the CIA um, and he was using honeypots in order to gain political leverage on other people. Yep. And I think that's where things and again, it, it's not to say that like Epstein may not have been partaking in some of this as well. Like who, yep. who actually knows? Um, I don't know if there's actually been reports about that, but it seems to me that his main he, priority there were reports were about there. that um, yep. his main priority was setting up this thing to lure people like powerful people into a situation where they had control over them. Yep. That was the main goal of um, what was the name of that island? Didn't have like a, a specific name. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, Epstein Island. Then his plane is the Lolita. Oh, maybe it was uh, the Lolita Express. Express. Is what I was thinking of. I could have sworn Epstein Island had like some sort of other name though. Which is maybe based I'm thinking off of. of a, he got that name from. I think a it book was a called detective. Lolita. Detective. Yeah, called yeah. Lolita, and Lolita was an underage girl. Mm-hmm. So. Um. All right. Uh. Do you want to mention this thing that we're closing out on? Yeah. So unfortunately, this past weekend, I'm sure you've all heard there were. Uh, tornadoes that hit in Kentucky and Tennessee and uh, well, Oklahoma too, I think other states. Um, but man, Kentucky got hit hard. Really and hard. so I just thought I came across this earlier on Twitter and I thought this is just, Hey, you know, the, the community people from the community getting out, just one per- person in particular getting out to feed the community that was just devastated by the tornado. Did you see before I play this, did you see that um, there was this, some Hollywood writer or whatever, uh, was blaming the senators for the tornadoes and saying if they had done yes. more about climate change that these tornadoes yeah. wouldn't have like done this. And you're like, yeah, because Shut global up. warming is doing that because we all know the, all those tornadoes going on in the Sahara Desert right now. There, yeah, too many, <laughs> too many midwits, man. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Sometimes <laughs> we're like, why would you? Even if you believe that, why would you say that? Yeah, and Come you know on. how great green energy is, is that it's just increased the uh, Germany's. Uh, utilities by 200 euros a month i think not surprised and you have rolling blackouts and all this stuff anyway yeah i'm gonna play we're ending on a good note we're ending on a good note i just had to mention that i know they don't have no electricity so that means they don't have no electricity no restaurants no running water so i just figure i'd do what i can do show up with some food and some water it's almost it's almost like when uh people have morals and they live by some sort of standard uh and the government doesn't get in the way uh yep. people will rise up and try to do what they can do even one man exactly. with a grill right no one from the government's there doing anything no they're too busy like fighting about how it happened who to blame yeah right it's a lot and he's just know? and he's given uh i'm um, easy to go food burgers hot dogs um eggs and stuff and a bunch of other stuff he mentioned and just brought some water and just 
a guy who's like, hey, there's a need. Hmm. Man. All right. Well, inspiring. Absolutely. Dave, um, I do have a question for you before you go, uh, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bella is because she slept with me last night for the first time in a while. But is Ender has he hasn't seen Fauci lately, has he? No, he's marked safe from uh, hair Fauci. Um, he's a demon. Thank you guys for uh, for listening to this episode of The Underground. Uh, we will be back on, with a Thursday episode. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. The new fantastic, uh, boring trailer dropped. Um, fantastic Beasts. Um, the secrets of money. I'm just kind of, yeah, I guess. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this movie does not, doesn't do well. Uh, I don't understand why people like the this specific series. Anyway, that's not a talk for this for this time. So we got plenty of stuff to talk about. I'm gonna be we're gonna continue down the Marvel train um, and doing all those things. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back on Thursday. And until then, y'all take it easy. Politics ruins everything.